comes. Here. And watch out! He's gone! Wow! Point, because there's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way! Oh, can you believe that? Hello, friends. Mark Cormack, Jeff Zamara, episode 49, Walk It In Podcast, Master's Edition. I'm pumped up, Jeff. Pumped it's a up. Podcast got, unlike any other. We got rid of, thank you for filling in my gym dance. Um, got rid of the Valero Texas Open. We can touch on it. JJ Spawn, congrats. Now we're on to bigger and better things. Much bigger and better things. Thank you, Valero Texas Open, for getting us to Masters Week and for putting it behind us, truly. And, and for JJ Spawn, yes, a well-deserved congrats. Beyond that, thank God it's over. We're done. We're on to bigger and better things. And this is Masters Week. And I am, yeah. as you are, so pumped up for all of this. And I mean, special sort of plug for the listeners, seven unit week, our first seven unit week of the season, uh, big bets on the board. The big cat is back playing golf this week. Truly could not set up to be a better week for the Masters. We, we have so much to talk about. Too much uh, to talk about. We might as well open with Tiger, right? Biggest news of the week. Easily. He's playing, which truly shocks me. I, I believe I went on the record on this podcast saying I didn't think he would be back this week. And he's here to prove all the doubters wrong. Although, do you think he's going to compete at like the level we like? Do you think he's going to make the cut? I guess is the question. I don't know. So obviously we are a golf betting podcast. We're here to talk about the odds, where we think value is, et cetera. Currently on DraftKings, he's minus 115 to miss the cut. Just throwing that out there. So slight favorite to miss the cut, which I think is interesting to say the least, considering sportsbooks seem to have also priced him pretty low um, or high if you will, to limit their exposure on his win. He's currently listed at 40 to one, which quite frankly, he has no business being, Agreed. but I understand sports books positions that they want to limit their exposure on, on of Tiger. Course. People will bet Tiger at any number. They could put Tiger out there at 20 to one and they would take right. a, a significant amount of action. I, I exactly. agree with you. The number doesn't make sense. If you, if you actually look at the rest of the line around him and you realize that Daniel Berger, Bryson, Louie, Shane Lowry, Russell Henley are all Hideki, Will Zalatoris are all like in that 35 to 50 range. You're like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here? But right. Tiger will I mean, take Ti Tiger should be level. closer. He should be closer to what? 60, 70 to one, 80 to one. Yeah. I would put him. Yeah. Probably closer to the Justin Rose, Sung JM 80, 75 to 80. Yeah. That's what I would do. But I mean, if you're a sports book, you got to protect it because people are going to take the action. Yeah. hundred percent. And, um, I, so I'm on the opposite side of you. I actually, I had a feeling he was going to play, especially once the plane tracking started going down last week and, you know, reports started coming out. He's playing rounds with Freddie couples and Justin Thomas and doing the whole thing. And once like, once a guy like tiger starts to ramp up like that, there's, I mean, I'm, you could say he's the most competitive golfer ever. Um, and once he starts getting the juices going, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to play. 
yeah, I mean, I respect you for being the one who was pretty confident in it. I to come from where he was with that wreck and to be playing and walking in the masters under the sort of the, just, it's a, it's a whole different ball game than playing at the PNC with Charlie. It's just the mental toll, the physical toll. Um, but you know, good for him. And, and it, you can see the pictures from the crowds. We're recording Tuesday night practice round today. It looked like, a normal day at the masters on a Thursday or, I mean, a Saturday for that matter. The yeah. Saturday, Sunday even. I mean, it was crazy it was nutty. So that brings me to my next point and we can get into this um, a little bit later because I think uh, my next point will have some overlap potentially with, um, with our cards, but he's playing with, uh, I believe Louis who stays in and Joaquin Neiman Correct. Thursday, Friday. It's going to be very tough for especially Joaquin Neiman, who's a little bit younger, uh, albeit he's he's great. But it will be especially tough for those two to um, to play with the circus going on. I have more faith in in Louis to um, adapt to those uh, to that situation. Um, but but it's going to be tough for both of them. And as a result, I'm not on either one of those guys this week. Um, Joaquin Neiman or Louis Eustason. What about you? Yeah, I think it's a fair handicap. The Tiger fanfare, we talked about this last week. It might help draw some attention away from guys like Scotty Scheffler and JT and Morikawa and Zalatoris and, and the young guys who are the talk of the town. But when the big cats here, things change. And for that matter, I agree with you. There's something in the air. I mean, if I'm a guy who's teeing off at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., you know, again, Tigers 1034 Eastern time. I want to be as early or as late as possible away from whatever side of the golf course he's on just to, I mean, the fans will be following you. It'll feel like a master's, right? But because of the circumstances and the fact that I think many people thought Tiger Woods wouldn't be here, it is going to be a zoo, more of a zoo than it would normally be. And yeah. I'm with you in sort of fading those two players this week simply because I don't care what you've done or your pedigree. Uh, this is just a whole nother beast of can you mentally stay sharp in a on a course that will test you shot after shot after shot. To, um, to your point about pressure being off of the favorites, um, I agree with you completely. But I still think the the prices that the the books made this week are so short on so many favorites. Oh, it's so rough. It's crazy. Like I initially um, had targeted a few favorites um, just because the Masters gets, you know, we always talk about the cream rising to the top and you know, the top players in the world winning this tournament consistently. Um, so I was targeting a bunch of them, but like as a better, you know, 10 to one, 12 to one, 14 to one on some of these guys, like it's tough to lay some of these bets. I am on one of them, but uh, I, I probably would have taken a few more if the lines weren't so short this week. Agreed. The lines are incredibly short. It is a shorter field or smaller field. So the top 20 market obviously take a, takes a huge hit. I mean, Justin Thomas is minus 200 to finish in the top 20. Like I just, I love JT this week, spoiler alert for what's coming on my card, but 
I agree with you. It, it does limit what you're able to do. These again are, are the DraftKings numbers. I, I think there's value still down the board. The thing that stuck out, stood out to me in, in prep this week and in thinking about the, the guys who have donned the green jacket come Sunday, I think Justin Ray put out the stat that in the three months leading up to the Masters, no player has won with less than one and a half strokes gained T to green in that period of time on average per round. And, and, and to me, I think to your point that that is the, the cream rises to the top. And I think, especially at a place like the masters where of course history matters so much. It, it's another reason why looking at a walking Neiman is, is an easier fade tiger yeah. plus history plus in the two events that he's been at. It, it hasn't been great, but he's playing the best golf of his career. I mean, you have to weigh all those factors, but when you look at the odds boards, yes, they are, they're not giving you a, a 20 on any of the big names. I mean, Morikawa at 20 to one, I would thought was surprising. I expected that to be shorter. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, probably Rory, I would have expected to be inside 20 to one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably Brooks Kepka being at 20 to one, DJ being at 16 to one are probably fair, but you know, 14 to one for Cam Smith, um, 12 to one for, for Scotty and JT. Those are, those are short. So very uh, short. interested to see uh, what our cards look like. Uh, what other storylines, Jeff, do you have for the masters? If anything? Yeah. Um, another good kind of call out. I think there's two things that I, I wouldn't say I'm like factoring into my bets, but it is worth paying attention to first is the change to three holes on the course. I, I mean, every player plays the same holes, right? So this is a bit of a different sort of handicap angle than my next point, but just quickly, number 11, they've moved the T back 15 yards and they've changed the trees on the right-hand side. That's, I think the one thing that will be different for viewers on number 11, it's one of the harder uh, holes on the course, just before they get to the par 312 downhill works towards the pond on the left. And they removed a bunch of trees on the right because it was a bailout area for a lot of players. So I'm interested to see how that affects people. They've also changed number 15. They moved the tees back 20 yards to par five reachable. Um, that may change things for some of the shorter hitters. And then 18, they added some length to the tee box to move it back if needed. So be interesting to see how that affects things. I think the only one, maybe two worth noting are really number 11 and number 15, 15 being a potential scoring hole, but not without its hazards, pond in front, pond in back. The thing I, I want to get your take on, have you looked at the weather at all for I have. This, this weekend? What, what are so your it's thoughts gonna, about that? So it looks a little wet potentially Thursday morning. Um, and the rest of the week looks pretty good. Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, at my app, Dark Sky, uh, which which I have found to be pretty accurate. Um, we need to get them as a sponsor. That, that, that seems like man. the weekly weather report presented by Dark Sky. I love it. So Thursday morning looks a little bit wet, but um, I'm looking right now at the app and it's showing me on Thursday that the rain will probably end around 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the morning guys might actually have a, uh, a pretty big advantage on Thursday. You get some nice soft conditions out there, post a number and uh, away we go for the rest of the weekend uh, where it looks good. So I, I really don't think weather is going to be a huge factor this week. I agree. The only thing that stood out to me on the flip side to that is I did notice there's a potential for a wind split. Nothing like we saw at the players, but it looks like Friday afternoon 
there could be winds gusting in the high 20s. Um, and, and given what Augusta presents as a challenge, I think that's an interesting thing to take a look at as it relates to guys who will be playing in the Thursday morning wave and then will be in the Friday afternoon wave. So Again, maybe maybe it all evens out Thursday morning post a score, Friday afternoon is tough. Exactly. And, and for right? that reason, it, it may all be a wash, but I do think given I like the, the pun. The, the systems that they have in place, the sub air and everything, like I think they can get the conditions in pretty, I would say consistent um format for all the players come Thursday. But I do there's nothing they can do about the wind. That to me presents an interesting challenge for guys Friday afternoon. Guys on the Friday afternoon wave, that's Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, that's Tiger's group, um, Bryson, Cam Smith, Berger. Uh, I mean, I th- there's a number of, of bigger names who could be subject to that on, on Friday afternoon, but, but who's to know? Uh, and I think to your point, it, it could be a, a wash come Thursday morning if they have softer conditions. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think we get into this. I think we should. I think the, the seven units are are ready. Um, we've got the the card ready to rock and roll. I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of put a peg in the ground first, lead us off the first tee. Uh, You, you touched on a couple guys on the short numbers side. And I'm, I'm curious if there's one who, who you just couldn't stay away from. Yeah, that guy is Scotty Scheffler. I think he's still somewhat being uh, disrespected isn't the right word, uh, but maybe slept on a little bit. Um, he's still not getting the shine that the number one player in the world would get. I think I feel like everybody is talking about JT with good reason, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka. Um, I think people are, are overlooking Scotty a little bit. And and I'm going to start off my card with a little bit of faith that Scotty will keep it rolling. Um, he's 12 to one, like we mentioned in his two appearances here, the last two years, both top 20s, T18, T19. Um, obviously, we've talked about how he's won three of his last five starts. He's now number one in the world. He's on top of the world, right? Um, I just think he keeps it going, man. And uh, 12 to one might be short. But I'm going to I'm going to take a, a shot at it. So uh, win bet on Scotty, half a unit at 12 to one and a top 10, which is plus 150 uh, for another half unit. So one full unit on Scotty Scheffler. I uh, love him to keep it going this week. If you think 12 to one is short on Scotty Scheffler, a guy who's won back or not back to back, but three out of his last five tournaments. Sorry, two out of the last five tournaments that he's played. Right. Are we talking about three? three? Yeah, three, three out of five. Three out of five. Going back to um, Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, then I've got something for you on my card, and that would be Justin Thomas to win at 12 to 1, who has not won in a while. And to the point uh, that you made a moment ago, he seems like a trendy pick this week. I, I've i got a couple angles on JT. Uh, the first is in looking at the type of approach shots that the Masters and Augusta present, there is – a higher number than normal for a given PGA tour course in that 150, 175, 200. There's not as many short wedges and JT excels in all of those categories. Um, he's been electric with his short wedges. He's been electric with his long wedges, all, or sorry, long irons all season long. And he still boasts a very strong short game. We've talked about it 
at length on this podcast about his putting woes. He's got Bones on the bag who has experience at Augusta. I think Tiger Woods playing, JT's commented in interviews before how Tiger will share things with JT because they're buds, but he never gives him the competitive edge. I'm not saying that that's changed, but I do think Justin Thomas is a guy who benefits from playing really good golf for a while now, but also with Tiger there, there's not as many questions about JT. When are you going to win a major again? JT, you had a really bad year since you won the players. Like it wasn't up to, to standard. What about the first major this year? I, I just, I think it will dull that a little bit and he can just focus on playing golf. He's been playing good golf. So give me JT to win 12 to one for a full unit and a top 10 at plus 130 for a unit. I'm, I'm all aboard the JT train this week. So you mentioned, uh, real quick, going back to Scotty, you mentioned Bones on JT's bag. We talked last week a little bit about how Scotty Scheffler's got Ted Scott, Bubba mm-hmm. Watson's old caddy, longtime caddy, two green jackets. They they won together, uh, Bubba and Ted Scott. I think that definitely plays into my handicap a little bit for Scotty okay. Scheffler, and uh, he's a big reason why he's doing so well. Um, back to JT, does it concern you at all? And he hasn't been bad, but does it concern you the lack of top tens and, and major wins that a guy like a, as good as Justin Thomas does have so far in his career? I mean, he he finished fourth in 2020, but I think we can all agree that was a very different Masters in the fall. It was much different conditions, right? Um, yep. Outside of that, he doesn't have a top 10 in the Masters, right? He's got uh the top 12 uh the the t12 uh, the year before that but um it's really kind of hovering around the 20th range uh in the in his his master's history here yeah no i mean you're exactly right the we we've lacked i mean outside of the pga championship win in 2017 and the finish you mentioned the masters in 2020 and in the u.s open we've not seen JT the way we would expect to see JT. Uh, I don't, I don't know why I feel differently about where his game is at. Um, you can't measure sort of what's between the ears, right? You either have it. You don't, a guy like Scotty has proven to have it JT, the jury's still out, but for a guy that has played that well and who speaks well of Augusta in terms of the fit for his game. And to your point, good performances, not great performances. I think it's a matter of time for him. Um, just the same way I think it's a matter of time for someone like John Rom to win one of these. But I like JT this week, despite your very fair point that the history does not necessarily match what we would expect to see. Yeah. Um, going down the rest of the odds board, I have a feeling I'm going to take a, the next few minutes off because the rest of my bets uh, happen to be uh, what I would consider long shots for the Masters. Uh, I do have two props uh, that I'll mix in uh, here towards the end, but I'll let you take it away with your next couple guys because I know that they are a little bit higher up the odds board. Yeah, I've got another guy in the 20s. We talked about him a moment ago, but but Colin Morikawa and his iron show is descending back upon Augusta. And much like JT, he's in the top categories of all of those key Strokes gained approach metrics uh, in terms of, of proximity and, and just straight uh, strokes gained. Morikawa, again, is another guy, and, and it should be no surprise in, in the way we talk about all these top-tier players. It's just a matter of time, right? And and I do feel that for Colin. Um, I, I think a grand slam is, is well within 
his, his career uh, arc. I mean, he's what, 24 years old right now. So I'm giving myself a lot of runway to complete that uh, bold prediction, but T18 last year, just a very solid golfer who has improved in his putting. He still has a decent around the green game. It's not fantastic. The wind blows and he gets himself in some spots uh, could be challenging. I only have a win bet on him this week, 20 to one for three quarters of a unit. Um, again, I, I don't know how much more there is to say about Morikawa. I think we understand his iron game and Augusta, they go hand in hand. I'm willing to look past some of the other maybe shortcomings and, and take him any, any concerns on your end? Am I lighting my money on fire? I, I would, anytime you take Colin Morikawa, I wouldn't say you're lighting your money on fire. Um, I just, I don't know, you know, the, our season preview episode one, I said that I think it's well within reach for Morikawa to win at least two majors this year. Mm-hmm. And he could very well do it. Um, I just wasn't as high on him this week. Um, yep. Just um, doesn't have quite the history uh, here, right? Um, the, the T18, obviously last year uh, and a T44 before that. And um isn't exactly lighting the world on fire. Does have a few top tens uh, over the last couple months, but uh, just you know, stay away from me. But but not exactly lighting your money on fire. Sure. Yeah, I, I did listen to a podcast with Morikawa speaking about his master's preparation and really like some of the things I heard. Again, hard to measure what's between the ears, but I think he's going to be bringing a, a really strong game game this week. He's rested. Uh, took last week off, so uh, see what he can bring to the table after playing three weeks in a row. And, and you're right. The results have not been stellar, uh, but we do know Morikawa as a player can bring his game anywhere. And if the putter's there, look out because he's going to be he's going to be flag hunting. Another guy who's flag hunting my card is pretty consistent this week in terms of guys that I targeted. And it's Will Zalatoris. He took the world by storm here last year. He's been on fire since. He sports an excellent iron game. He did put together some things with the putter. Uh, we can't say it's fixed but we can at least say that it doesn't look as bad as it looked before. Um, I'm going to take Will Zalatoris in two ways this week to win at 35 to one for a half unit, just too much value there. And a top 20 at plus 110 for a unit. Again, Zalatoris, Morikawa, Justin Thomas. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm taking the situations that Augusta presents. I've got two guys with plus length in Thomas and Morikawa. And I've got, or sorry, Thomas and Zalatoris. And I got three guys who can hunt flags from any distance. And if the putter's hot for any of these three guys, the rest of the, the, the pedigree is there to, to don the, the green jacket. So those are the three guys at the top of the board for me this week, the, the three guys I've got circled. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at Zalatoris and I just don't think, I don't think it's time yet for him. Um but uh, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I just don't think it's time quite yet. Um, First PGA Tour win comes at the Masters. I mean, hello, how that, are we? That'd be that would be, be insane. Gonna have to go to the baby gap for his green jacket. But we're gonna have to uh, tailor that thing fast before he gets into <laughs> the the cabin. Yep. Um, my next pick um, after Scotty Scheffler down in the fifty to one range. Um, Shane Lowry. I love Shane Lowry this week. Um, Tournament history um, doesn't knock your socks off. Uh, T21 last year, T25 before that, but he's in 
excellent form. He's fifth on tour in scoring average, uh, 28th in GIR percentage over his last 16 rounds in this field, which obviously sports the best players in the world. He is 10th in strokes gained tee to green, 5th strokes gained approach, 14th strokes gained putting. I love what Shane Lowry is doing, um, and I think he presents tremendous value at 50 to 1. So I'll put a half a unit on that. And then a top 20 plus 150 for a full unit. I love uh, Shane Lowry this week. And uh, he's won a major before. We know he's got the chops to do it. And it uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if he's wearing a green jacket on Sunday. Yeah, the guy's been been grinding. Uh, he was on my short list of guys. I I crossed him out at, at truly like the last minute. Um, and I really don't have, I mean, it was just a matter of fitting in some of the top tier guys that I, that I wanted more, but I love the Lowry play. I think all the stats back it up. He's, he's a grinder. And if the conditions do get a little wonky, sign me up for some Shane Lowry. Yeah. Um, my next guy, uh, I think there might be some crossover here, if I'm not mistaken. I've been on him many times already this year, Matt Fitzpatrick. Is this time for his first PGA Tour win? Uh, we'll see. He is in excellent form. Uh, he got cut at the, the players, but got screwed with the weather. We've talked about that. Other than that, he hasn't missed a cut this year. Uh, T5 at the uh, Valspar, T9 at the Arnold Palmer, T10 in Phoenix, T6 at Pebble Beach. You name it, he's doing it well. He is fourth. Larry, sorry, Larry is fifth on tour in scoring. Matt Fitzpatrick is fourth over his last 16 rounds. Matt Fitzpatrick ranks eighth tee to green, 19th in approach, 19th in putting. Pretty damn good if you ask me. He's 55 to one to win this week. Tremendous value, just like Lowry. And they have very similar um, recent forms. So um, I'm going to do the same exact bet I had on Lowry with, with Fitzpatrick's. Half a unit to win. 55 to one full unit top 20 plus 160. I love Fitzpatrick this week. I do too. And, and you hit on everything and, and you're right. He's on my card. It's the same bet. I've only got a quarter of a unit on the win, but I got a full unit on the top 20. I, I imagine Fitzpatrick in every which way uh, matchups each day. I will have exposure. I, you, you touched on the one thing that I think is, is so spot on. Like his game has been so good this year. I know he hasn't won on American soil, same thing with the whole Will Zalatoris comment. Could you imagine if this was the first win for him? Like, if his game trend line is any indication, why couldn't it be? Like, it doesn't matter. He's had decent success here. It's not his first rodeo at Augusta. Yeah. It, it's no, I, I agree. It, it doesn't to, to the point you made about the players. Like beyond that, the guy hasn't finished worse than T eighteen, and that was at match play. Besides that, he's got four other top tens. It's, I think Fitzpatrick gets a bad rap because he hasn't won on American soil, but it's not like he comes to the masters and has no idea what he's doing. And no, he's young. He's quiet, exactly. right? He's not exactly. So, you know, he flies under the radar, but six, his last six appearances, at the masters, uh, he's got uh, one top 10, but nothing worse than T 46 um, obviously likes the course and his form is incredible. He's first on tour this year in total strokes gained. He can do it. He's one of the best players in the world. He's just kind of slept on. Nobody really talks about him. I think he's got seven worldwide wins, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But you're right, looking for his first win on American soil. This 
could could be it. It's going to be hard, but it could be it. Agreed. It, it would no easy task for any of these guys considering the field. But I'm with you, man. I, I think Fitzpatrick is going to be a fun one. Um, I'm excited we're both on him. If he wins, you'll take a very sizable lead considering your your half unit bet on the. <laughs> on the neither one of us will be complaining. No. Um, do you have anybody else before, I guess, as, as we go down the board, or should I go on to my next guy? I have no more win bets. I have a couple placement bets on guys who are 90 to one plus to win. So if you've got another yeah. guy shorter than that, hit me with them. Yeah, I'll go with one. It's just a win bet um, and just a feeling. Um, and it's Justin Rose. He's 80 to one this week, which I think is kind of crazy considering his history at the Masters, which is incredible. Um, he's never won a green jacket. However, seventh last year, T23, missed the cut in 2019, which I'm, I remember vividly because I had him in my one and done pool that year. Uh, outside of that, T12, solo two, T10, T2, T14, T25, T8, going all the way back the last 10 years. The guy has been phenomenal at Augusta. Um, not the best recent form, but he very clearly loves this course. And at 80 to one, a former number one player in the world, guy can get it done. So at 80 to one, I am happy to put half of my seven units on Justin Rose to win. God, could you imagine the payday on a half unit if he wins? I, I candidly don't think he has a chance. Uh, as I said at the beginning, I think guys don't find their form here, but you're right. If there's a way to find it, it's got to be with a guy who feels that good on a course with that kind of history. I'm with he you is, on it, but if I were you, I would be more interested in a top 20 of decent value. But hey, lottery tickets are fun too. Um, so I'm, I need to check Justin Ray's Twitter because he did this awesome Q&A yesterday during the championship game uh, about obviously all things Masters. And it was going back X number of years, and I forget exactly offhand how many years it was, but uh, the last, call it five, six winners or something like that, haven't been worse than T11 after round one. Well, Justin Rose is third all time in uh, first round scoring average in the Masters with a minimum of five rounds played. Charlie Hoffman one, Jordan Spieth two, Justin Rose three. If Justin Rose can get off to a good start on Thursday, the guy can do it at 80 to one amazing value. Sure. Nope. I don't disagree with you. I'm on the value because of the history. Uh, you're right. He's going to have to get off to a good start. Otherwise he's going to be fighting what he's been fighting for a while here. Yep. Um, all right. I mentioned two guys for me that round out the card. I'll, I'll hit one of them quick. He's at 90 to one to win. I do not have a win bet, but I do have a top 20 on Siwoo Kim at plus 240. You said it's just a feeling with with rose it's a little more a little more than a feeling for me with with siwoo he's had history here he's been playing well uh back to again t18 at match play kind of tough to put a whole lot of stock in that but did have a t13 last week he's got three of his last four here t24 or better uh his approach numbers at some of those key numbers aren't fantastic but he does have a good historical around the green game and he has played well here in the past. So I'm going to give a, a little bit of a flyer here on Siwoo. It's one unit, top 20 plus 240 uh, on, on Siwoo Kim. Um, I We talked about this in our chat, in our one and done pool. 
I had Siwoo Kim locked in last week and like a fool changed that to Matthew Neesmith at the very last minute. Shouldn't have done that, obviously, because Siwoo did well last week. And uh, you're right. I mean, he's he's got the chops. He's got the, the form. Uh, played well last week. And uh, I like that for a top 20. Um, would you believe it, Jeff, if I told you Webb Simpson was 130 to 1? For some reason, yes, but for other reasons, no. So tell me why you feel he's worth lighting your money on fire with this. Week. So, I mean, he's 130 to 1. Webb Simpson, in his last four Masters appearances, T12, T10, T5, T20, he's not in the best form. Um, he had an injury not too long ago, but the form is not all that bad either. In his last 16 rounds, he's 38th strokes gained T to green, 33rd in strokes gained approach, 42nd in putting. You know he's calm under pressure. You know he can do it. He's a savvy veteran. Um, and he very clearly likes Augusta. Um, so a guy with this history at 130 to 1, are you kidding me? We've got a phrase in my neck of the woods. Don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Okay. Don't give me 130 to one on Webb Simpson and tell me it's lighting my money on fire. All right. I'm taking it. I love Webb Simpson at 130 to one. I'm not saying he's going to win the tournament. Okay. I'm not even saying he's got a good chance to win the tournament or even contend on Sunday. However, he's got the history that shows he can do it. And at 130 to one, come on. Could you imagine me winning 65 units? 65 units for on a win s- for the sake of the podcast. I would be so happy for you. I would be flabbergasted to say the least, but I would be extremely happy for you. I mean, T12, T10, T5, T20. All right. His yeah, last I mean, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. This, the history is there. Uh, history. He's 130 to one, Jeff. I know. And Hey, you got, we know this as golfers, you want to feel comfortable staying over the golf ball. And, and the, the environment clearly suits Webb. Whatever else is going on mechanically with him right now, and to the point you made earlier about the injuries, don't know, don't care, don't want any part of that bet, but I'm, for the sake of the podcast, excited to see if we're going to have some Sunday sweats with Webb Simpson in the mix. I Listen, I, I will be thrilled if it happens. I'm going to favorite him, obviously, in my PGA Tour app. Hopefully it's working, the Masters app. That's usually that aces. Nothing, nothing to worry about with the Masters app. Masters app is amazing. I love the old school leaderboard. We could talk about that for hours because I love it so much, um, especially in comparison to the PGA Tour app, uh, which stinks. Just circles um, around the PGA Tour. Yeah, I, I, Webb Simpson, 131. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, and that's all I got. I got two more props, but you have another placement bet you want to give. Yeah, and I'll, I'll make it quick because we, we got to hear the, the props. It wouldn't be a major without a prop from you. Um, I've got a guy who's making his debut, and I'm taking him for a top 20 at 5-1 to one for a half a unit. He's a guy that I hit earlier this year on a win bet. His irons continue to be great. His short game has improved year over year, and that's Tom Hoagie. And people say debutants do not perform well at the Masters. And you're right in large sample sizes, but there's always a guy every year who stands out on his first showing. Will Zalatoris last year, Sung JM the year before. You want to go back before that? You were looking at Xander Shoffley. It wasn't his first year. Oh, sorry. You had Tony Finau. 
in 2018, forget 2019, 2018, Tony Finau, T10, 2017, Thomas Peters, T4. We don't even need that good. We just need a top 20. And Hoagie's iron game matches up. Maybe the stage is too big for Tom Hoagie, but he won on Pebble Beach. It's the AT&T Pro-Am. That's not the Masters, but it is an iconic course, and his irons have not left him, and he continues to play good golf tee to green. Give me Tom Hoagie, top 20, 5-1. to one. Just a little piece. Half yeah, minute, nothing crazy. Just a little piece. And that's it for your seven units? That spreads seven units. Somehow, some way, oh. that is seven. I like that. Um, let's get to my props, shall we? We shall. All right. So, no hole-in-one. How you doing? People are going to look at hole-in-one histories if they want to do the research and say, Tommy Fleetwood and Corey Connors both, hit a, uh, both made a hole-in-one last year. There were two hole-in-ones in 2019 from JT and Bryson DeChambeau. There was one in 2018 from Charlie Hoffman. But there were a few in 2016. Before that, few and far between. Uh, Holes in one uh, at Augusta. Obviously, the majority of them come on number 16. Uh, Sometimes you get those those hole-in-one pin locations. But I think uh, people will look at the history, uh, the recent history of hole-in-ones here, and say there will definitely be a hole-in-one. I'm going to take plus money that there won't be uh, because it's not – that likely uh plus 130 full unit no hole in one this week i feel really good about it um my last one is a make the cut parlay so if you go to DraftKings, um you check out all the props all the golfer props um all the matchups all that stuff tournament props uh there is a boatload of things uh you can bet on um one of them if you click on make miss cut, there's a make the cut parlay with a bunch of different combos of golfers. All Englishmen, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, all to make the cut plus 150. Just four guys. Obviously, I feel the most skittish on Paul Casey, who just withdrew at match play in embarrassing fashion. But that's what you get from Paul Casey. Sometimes he withdraws from tournaments. Sometimes he contends on Sundays. I think he can do. Uh, I think he could do the latter uh, this week, contending as long as he's healthy. You already know how I feel about Fitzpatrick, Hatton, and Fleetwood playing really well right now. All four of them to make the cut. It's said to be one of the easiest cuts to make on tour. Plus one fifty for a full unit. What do you think? Well, I, I would agree with the the statement about the cut because. You've got a bunch of guys that are playing in this field that don't have any business making the cut. They're just former champions. And I'm not plus, saying plus you've got the 10 shot rule. No, no, no. That's not in place anymore. That's not in place. Well, they, either way, these guys are all going to contend anyway. They are. You're right. Uh, we're, the Englishmen, especially our boy Fitzpatrick, is going to be in the mix till the very end. I I agree with kind of everything you're you're saying here about that group and and the cut. So while they don't necessarily love the no hole in one, 16 is, is an electric factory when the ball starts rolling down the hill. But could you imagine Tiger Woods make if he makes the cut, makes a hole in one, the absolute show that 16 would become? God, would could be, you imagine if he was even in contention and that happened? I mean, it, it would be awesome. And that would be something that's a bet that I'd pay to see. Agreed. Agreed. That's right. You would pay to see that and, and you'd be okay with losing your one unit because you've got a bunch of other win bets. On the yes, board. that are going to win. That's right. 
Well, let's take all of my win bets are going to win. Right. That's true. There, there's only one that can, and that's Matt Fitzpatrick. Cause then we're both rolling in the dump. <laughs> you know, if Webb Simpson wins, that's fine too. Um, I'll take JT to win though. As I recap my bet board, um, very high on JT this week, 12 to one to win for a unit top 10 at plus plus one thirty for a unit. Morikawa to win 20 to one, three quarters of a unit. Zalatoris to win 35 to one for a half unit and a top 20 at plus 110 for a unit. Maddie Fitzpatty to win 55 to one for a quarter of a unit and a top 20 at plus 160 for a unit. Siwoo Kim top 20 plus 240 for a unit. Tom Hoagie top 20 plus 500 for a half unit. It's the iron, long iron show for my boys this week and my seven units. I've got a lot of bets, so bear with me here. Scotty Scheffler to win, 12 to 1 half unit, top 10 plus 150 for half unit. Shane Lowry, 50 to 1 to win, half unit. Lowry top 20 at plus 150 for a full unit. Fitzpatrick to win for a half unit at 55 to 1. Fitzpatrick top 20 at plus 160 for a full unit. Couple of long shots to win only. Justin Rose, 80 to 1 half unit. Webb Simpson, 130 to one half unit. We got no holes in ones, plus 130 for a unit. Then we got a make the cut parlay offered by DraftKings. Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Casey, Fleetwood, plus 150, one full unit. How you doing? Seven units, 14 in total. Some love on that Fitzpatrick from from the both of us. Uh, It is Tuesday night. You've got the, the podcast shortly posted, uh, tons of Masters content. As we talked about, there's there's really no better tournament to follow from a fan perspective through the app and through all the different ways. I, I believe they have the the every shot for every golfer uh, uh, through, the, through the website. So if you're in on the action, as Mark mentioned, favorite your favorite golfers, follow along with us uh, as we look to walk in some of these bets. It should be a tremendous weekend at Augusta. We look forward to being back next week to recap all the action, some of our winning bets, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Walking In Podcast.